Hello, everybody. This is Tom Durant with In The Loop, where we explore leadership and long-term sustainable church growth for the Apostolic Church in the 21st century. On today's podcast, we'll talk about the business of church, the part of church that takes place after business hours. Church is usually one or two, three times a week. But most of the activity I found out takes place during the week, after everybody goes home, after the lights are off, after the doors are locked. And in this podcast, we're going to discuss how the ministry often parallels the marketplace. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that. If we can kind of just get a handle on the outside business hours, I think that'll help us with our long-term growth and consistent worship services. After owning a printing and graphics company for 17 years in San Diego with employees, I now see how that helped train me for the business of church. A successful business is one that can manage their resources, the receivables and the payables. In other words, don't spend more than you make. Work forward to getting debt free. I heard a story while I was in business on the first few years of my business about Microsoft. And I heard that they had had enough reserves to run the company for one year if they didn't sell one product, didn't push one operating system, all of their overhead, all of their employees, all of their debt, all of their insurance, all their workers' comp would be paid for for one year. And so as I owned Durank, that inspired me. And I set out to get my printing company in that same position. And with God's favor, I'm happy to tell you that I actually earned enough company, capital or other, to sustain our print shop for over one year. If we even didn't print just one job, if not one sheet of paper ran through the printing press, for over one year, I could pay all the employees, pay the workers' comp, pay the liability insurance, pay the vehicle insurance. And in the process of my quest, I was able to get our company debt-free. In the printing industry, there's a lot of equipment. It's called iron on the floor. And it's very expensive. It's a very heavy capital investment to get a printing company going and then to sustain it. The last printing company piece of I bought in our situation was about nine years ago, and I spent a little over a quarter of a million dollars for one piece of equipment in the print shop. And so to say you're debt-free in the printing industry is unbelievable. But I realized that was because of the favor of God and God watching out for us. So yeah, I'm talking about the business of church today. That sounds at the outset kind of like an oxymoron, paradox. Church is not a business, but I, I say, yes, it is a little bit. I, I think it is, especially after me growing up in the marketplace and then going into ministry, full-time ministry here in Temecula, I, I learned a lot in the business world. And so I want to bring a couple of talk points to you about the business of church. Number one, let me talk to you about finances. Finances versus tithes and offerings. The tithes and the offering would be the ministry term. Finances is the marketplace term. A church and a business can only survive with finances. And it's within our finances that we live. It's within our finances that we purchase things, not to get too heavy in debt to where you're stressed out during the week and you're worried and consumed about paying the mortgage or paying bills and can't focus on the real thing, which is God has called all of us to propagate the gospel, to speed up his earthly kingdom. And it does take finances to do that. I always believe and I tell people, you know, finances move the vision, finances move the gospel. And so in the ministry, 
when I'm talking about tithe and offerings, I've got to make sure that our church and my family, our ministry, lives within the tithes and the offerings. And I'm not stressing the people with habitual offerings that we need to take every month or every week to do something or worse than that, just to pay the bills. So one of my takeaways from the business world is that the finances need to be in order and we need to be a good steward of what comes in. Another talk point in the business of church is what I'll call customer follow-up. I would follow up on bids. My responsibility was to get the work in the door so that the guys in production could print the work and they need to make a living too. So I often told them it's my responsibility to make that telephone ring because when that telephone rings, that's work and jobs coming in. And so in the business world, I would call it customer follow-up. In the market, in the, in the ministry, I would call it return guest. How do I get these guests to return from the street to the seat? How do I get them to become members, disciples, where they are contributing with their volunteerism and their finance to help fund the gospel in the local city that I'm pastoring? And so again, you've got customer follow-up. Yeah, that's the marketplace term, but in ministry, you get guests. So the question is, how's my return guest rate? I did a podcast early on on return guests versus first-time guests. You can listen to that later. Uh, but I really believe in chasing and putting protocols and procedures in place for return guests because I know this, return guests grow the church. No guest, no growth. So you've really got to have a great customer follow-up or guest follow-up program in your church. Again, to be sustainable in this 21st century with an apostolic church. Another talk point about the business of church is customer care versus pastoral care. When I was in the print shop managing it and doing bids, uh, I was very aggressive about customer care because in the San Diego area at the time I was in the industry, there was over 700 graphic related businesses in San Diego County, over 700. So you'd have to ask yourself, I asked myself, what would cause them to print with Dura-Ink as opposed to the other 699? Some of it could be capability, some of it could be turnaround time, some of it could be quality, some of it could be price. But the things that I could really control would be the customer care that we gave the customer, our attention, our follow through, our communication back to the customer, our delivery dates, our pricing. And so it parallels with pastoral care. If I'm going to have a growing church, then I'm going to be caring for the people that God has entrusted me with. Am I going to steward their souls? Am I going to steward their ability to work for God? Then I've got to be available and give care to these wonderful people that God has trusted me with. Because I, I believe this, that if God will trust me with people and I treat them right, that he will trust me with more people. Because he's about building his kingdom. i got to make sure as a pastor that I am not repelling the work of God because A, my personality, my attitude, my perspective, my spirit. And so us pastors and leaders have got to run it through the grid of pastoral care or customer care. So again, there's a, there's a very close parallel to the business of church. These are things, again, that are taking place after business hours. When you lock your church up on Sunday and you go home and then you open it up again on a Tuesday or Wednesday for your midweek and you lock it up and you go back into your own private world, that's where ministry takes place. That's where bonding takes place with people. And so I just believe that pastoral care is a major talk point in the business of church. Another talk point is 
response time and availability in the print shop. In the ministry, I would call it accessibility from the church. How accessible are you to the needs or how accessible are your staff and leadership? I know the larger you grow and the bigger you grow, the bigger the needs and you can't steward all those needs and you you have a staff, you have an associate pastor, youth pastor, Sunday school director perhaps. But but in your leadership, you've got to drill down and find out how responsible and how available are you guys and we to the people that need us. We've got to make sure that we are available and accessible. So that, that was key to me in the print shop, that when a call came in or they needed a bid, that my response time and my availability to talk to the client or the customer and come through with their questions or needs was, was linked directly to the growth of our print shop. And I see a lot of parallels, similarities to the church that I am accessible. The technology makes it much easier now. Texting, emailing, uh, private message on Facebook, phone calls. So it's not always all face-to-face. You got to stop what you're doing and meet someone at a Starbucks or at church. But I, I'm a big believer of response time to people's needs, response times to questions. I've done much counseling via texting. And in this day and age, it seems to be acceptable. Back when Grandpa pastored, obviously these privileges weren't available to him, but they had to actually get down, go meet someone face-to-face, get dressed, change clothes. So I think it's much easier on us 21st century pastors and 21st century church to respond and be available to help people through any crises in their life. So again, I think that's a big key to the business of church. Another thing in the print shop, it was employee relationship. How am I treating the employees? How do they respect me? How hard do they work for me? How loyal and valuable they are to me? And I would say in ministry, it would be a pastor to a saint. How am I treating the saints? How am I interfacing with them? How am I interacting with them? I've got to make sure that I am not acting like I'm too big of a spiritual giant to the saints. Again, I understand the larger you grow, there are leaders that help you. There are associate people that help you. But this is a culture thing that we need to teach our leadership and the people in ministry that, hey, we are here for these people. God has entrusted us to steward their soul and their relationship to Calvary. So when he comes back, we don't have just a few people, but we have done a good job with who God has sent us. And so again, employee relationship is the marketplace. Pastor and saint or leadership and saint relationship is the ministry. Another talk point about the business of the church would be work environment. Uh, at the print shop in San Diego, what was the work environment of Dura Inc.? Uh, was it a sweatshop? Was it a heavy handed down leadership? Or did we all partner in our different areas of production to get the customer the best product in the quickest amount of time? And I'm pretty big on this. And so the church I pastor in Temecula, I call it culture. I'm big on culture. I'm really big on culture of what the vibe or the heartbeat or the flavor of our church is. I really want our church to be a a, a culture church where people feel welcome and needed and wanted. I use this term and I want you to hear me out. So I want you to listen to me. I, I like to have what I call fun church. And what I mean by fun church is that people come to church, they worship. We have an incredible worship team. I preach the best message I can every Sunday. And that they say, you know what? I had a great time at church to where they would return the next week with a guest. And it's not derogatory preaching. I'm not 
picking fights from the pulpit. I'm not trying to push people's buttons, but I'm bringing messages of hope and power and that you can make it and, and God is on your side. And if God be for us, who can be against us? I'm creating, and I feel like we have created a good culture of a winnable environment and fun church that people enjoy going to church. And when they leave, they say, man, I had a great day. I'm glad I was there. And so again, I think that's a culture uh, that we need to work on the business of the church. Go back to the marketplace. It's the work environment, what I would call in production at Dura Inc. And then also in my final point of the business of church, my talk point, I want to talk to you about marketing or in ministry, we'd call it outreach, marketing versus outreach. Businesses market themselves. Here just last Sunday, a few days ago, I heard read on a Super Bowl ad, 30 second Super Bowl ad was over $5 million. It's just strictly marketing, getting the name out, getting the brand out, getting the product out, getting the value out. And so there are huge marketing uh, budgets in the secular world. And I wonder sometimes in the church world, we view marketing as something taboo and say, hey, we just need to knock doors on Saturday. I'm not knocking that. But in this day and age, there are other ways that we can market the church to get the word out. There's all kinds of social media ways. There are mailings, there are flyers, there are bumper stickers, there are window stickers. I mean, there's a lot of ways. But if we're going to grow this church in the 21st century, we have to have some marketing slash outreach plan. And we can't lose sight of the marketing. And if you need help in marketing, if that's not your strong set, uh, it's not your skill set, I feel like I can bring a little value to it. And I'm happy to do that because, again, I came out of the secular world where I made a living printing and marketing other people's business. And I made a good living and God blessed us. So I feel like uh, I have a skill set to share there of getting the word out. You could be the best preacher in town. You could have an amazing church. But if nobody knows about you in your city, you got a marketing problem. Again, in the church world, we may call it outreach. So whatever you want to call it, the point is I've got to get the image of this church out because this is a soul-saving station where lives are changed. We believe in a transformational gospel. God can transform you one trip to the altar. And when we get that out into the community, I'm telling you, my friend, people will come and show up and you will have a growing church in the 21st century. So again, I'm talking today about the business of church. I would love to hear from you. I offer what I call Q&R. Q&R is questions and response via email. I've got a response. I don't know everything, so I'm not going to call it Q&A, but Q&R. I can respond to your thoughts. So I do that via email. Or if you have any questions, any topics you'd like to see me cover, please email me at this. It's intheloop.td at gmail.com. Intheloop.td at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and have an incredible service this coming Sunday. May God bless us all.